Hi, welcome everyone to a uh, very special episode of Two Beer Buzz Podcast, a golf-only podcast uh, this evening or whenever you're listening to it. Uh, cheers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what are we all drinking tonight? So I am drinking, it's called Kachina Throwback Ale. It's a local brew from Grand Canyon Brewing. Delicious. Very it's nice. Been delicious. I'm drinking a Skull Hammer from Finch Beer Company in Chicago. It's an Imperial IPA 8%. Really good. Is it good? So good. Sounds delicious. Uh, before I go, I would like to introduce for our huge listening audience, our special guest tonight, uh, Diana, straight out of Detroit, Michigan, a good friend of Deppy and now a good friend of ours, I would like to say. Uh, Diana, welcome to Two Beer Buzz. What are you drinking tonight? And maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, guys. Um, I'm drinking a very special beer. It's called a High Noon. Watermelon flavor, taste <laughs> of summer. I-, I thought I had a Slangria downstairs. It's like a Cincinnati beer, and I didn't. So we're going to go High Noons tonight. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I love talking about golf. I'm wearing my DGC quarter zip for the pod. Shout out Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, Shameless plug. Thank you. Um, So love talking golf. Can't wait to talk about it with you guys. And thanks for having me. Heck yeah. Excited that you are here. Uh, DGC, is that Detroit Country Club? Golf Club? Detroit Golf Club. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I, uh, throwing back to the first episode, I'm uh, just hitting him with the Michelob Ultra tonight, which is a uh, one of the title sponsors for a Mr. Brooks Kepka. I think we're all aware, who mm-hmm. may or may not have missed that cut uh, at Torrey Pines this last weekend. So Deppie's pick of Brooks Kepka did not go over super well. Uh, has been a little bit underperforming, I would say. But boy, that didn't uh, take away from some of the drama at Torrey Pines this weekend. Let's just open it up. What do you, what, okay, initial thoughts. I mean, Patrick Reed went, wins by five strokes, but obviously that's not the uh, biggest storyline concerning him. Let's open her up. Let her fly. What do you got? Really quick before we talk about Patty Reed, I want to say such a hot take by Matt picking Brooks to win this one. Well known, Brooks does not care about anything that is not a major. He does not sure. practice, doesn't nope. even really like <laughs> golf that much. Doesn't um, even pretend to care. So, I mean, Okay, guys, I'm I'm no golf expert here. I'm here. It's kind of like Debbie, I, right? Picking, like Debbie doesn't even yeah, really like the golf. <laughs> Unless it's a major, I don't really care about it. Yeah. You so, and Brooks have so much in spirits. common. Yeah, we yeah. do. We do. Both six foot four, nine inches. All right, Pat. <laughs> Pat Reed, though, did he did he cheat? Cheat or not cheat? Everybody's take. Diana, what, start us off. Is, I want to hear from ladies first. I want to hear Diana's. She's. I'm putting her on the spot. New girl. What What do you got? I don't really I don't really think he cheated. But I, it go. doesn't mean I Let's like go. him. Doesn't mean I like what he did. I mean, That's fine. he was and then but the most annoying part was I don't think he really cheated. The rules officials say they didn't cheat. Everyone on Twitter is all up in a tizzy about it. But then the fact that he had to call a rules official every 5 minutes for the rest of the whole tournament was exhausting. You know, we get it. People hate you. They're going to hate you whether or not you're calling a rules official trying to get this like you know, an official take anyway. So I don't really think he cheated. Um, I still wish he hadn't won. I, so for the the people that didn't watch the Open, um, why did he have to call somebody every five minutes? So basically what happened was, um, I think it was 10th hole, second shot, par four. Uh, his second shot went left. And it may or may not have bounced. And then he couldn't he couldn't see it. Oh, it definitely bounced. No, it, it did bounce, right? Yeah, the video <laughs> later said it bounced. definitely bounced. From his... But yeah, from yeah. from his perspective, he didn't think it did, and that was confirmed by the spotter, yeah, the marshal that had time. no idea. Yeah, yeah. marshal had no clue. He walks yeah. up to the marshal. Yeah, way to do your job, like. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, he said, "Did you see it bounce?" She said, "No, I didn't see it bounce." Then, kind of right away, like he like goes into it, picks the ball up, like searches around, kind of finds like a lip, thinks that it um, it did embed. And if it did embed, then he's obligated to take a drop, take a club length, no closer to the hole, drop and play and move forward. So did that. He called a rules official over to verify, played a shot and moved on with it. The controversy is whether or not he should have waited for the rules official to first take a look at the ball before he plugged it out. Technically, he didn't have to. My take is that right. given his, like being fully aware of his reputation, he should have had the wherewithal, the self-awareness to maybe just wait and have the rules official come look at it before he moved the ball out of the ground. But I don't think he cheated. And I am a fan, and I'm happy he won. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. I think what you just said has holds a lot of weight because here's the thing. He did not, by the letter of the law, cheat whatsoever. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. He had no obligation to call a rules official over before he picked the ball up. He is well within his right to pick it up and check himself and then go from there. On the other hand, like you noticed, or like you said, given everything that's gone on with him in, re- in recent years, maybe you just take the extra precaution. Um, because apparently uh, Mr. McElroy did the same thing uh, later that uh, that day on his round, the exact same sequence of events even, and no one gave him flack for anything because he has a spotless reputation. So Rory didn't even law- call a rules official over. Rory just did yeah, it. Ever. Yeah. He just did it. I mean, maybe that's like a notice to Patrick Breed, don't be a piece of crap, and you won't have people calling you out on Twitter. I mean, it's too late, right? Water under the bridge. I mean, should we should we recap some of the stuff that's happened with Patrick Reed and why this is going on, right? I think most recently was the um, Hero World Challenge 2019, the whole sand, ba- sand bunker fiasco. I mean, that was I mean, clear evidence cheating and... Yeah. My opinion. What do you guys think? Can you He's give, not a saint by any means. For amateurs like <laughs> myself, can you recap it more than the sand trap incident? That did he Fiasco. In the, in the trap? Fiasco. Uh, I believe I don't remember which hole it was on, but yeah, so he was in like a waste area that's technically technically considered a bunker, and he was like using his wedge to like wipe away the sand to improve his lie before he hit the shot. You're not allowed to ground your club in a bunker to begin with. So Could he have done he got, it with his foot? What if he like wiped it away with his foot? He just I used the wrong. You're not that's, supposed to do anything to either. Yeah, you can't do anything to improve the lie. Regardless, I'm just checking. I'm yeah. checking here. <laughs> Duffy's checking because he he needs the, all the tools in his belt next time he's out there to make sure pulling he out his foot wedge. <laughs> I play preferred lie in every round I play. Preferred lie. Uh, yeah. So of, I was there. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say one of my favorite Patrick Reed angles though is Justine. I don't think we talk about her enough oh, in general. Use golf facts, right? Just the fact that she tweets from like a very clear burner bur- account, right? <laughs> we know it's, it's glorious. You. We it know it's glorious. You, she seems like a puppet master, right? And he's like her yeah. puppet, and she's pulling those strings. Crazy weird relationship, weird ass couple. Uh, well, it, it's it's all. weird. Who's like Diana, he- or who's Justine? That's his you wife. You gotta tell his me. Wife. Okay, his wife, Debbie. You said you here. did research. I didn't do any. I didn't. I'm going to do research so, all day. So, Debbie, Debbie, Patrick Reed has not talked to his immediate family since 2012 when he married Justine, and his that, major Aaron Rodgers vibes. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yep. Every Huge piece vibes. of crap doesn't and talk and to so the family. His, whoa, whoa, whoa! His, Aaron Rodgers is no piece of crap. Let's we'll get, we can come back to that at a later time. But his I think his he's caddy, okay, dude. His caddy is his wife's brother, Kessler Corrine, and like. Basically, his wife's whole family, like, runs, like, his entire operation. Like, that's his, like, home team, like, base, his PR, his, like, everything kind of funnels through them. It's really interesting. It is a fascinating family dynamic. He had his, I believe his family, or Justine, probably more accurately, had his family kicked off of uh, the U.S. Open a few years ago. 2014, like, yeah. They were there watching Patrick, and uh, they got kicked off the ground. It's, it's messed up. Patrick plays the villain very well. But Justine is definitely the puppet master behind the uh, the scenes, and to be honest, it's kind of awesome to kind of watch. Like it's entertaining as heck. Um, some of the old hats don't love it so much. Uh, we can get into that a little bit later. Like the Brandel families are not a big fan of the whole fiasco. But uh, I, listen, the PGA right now, especially with Tiger on hiatus with his back surgery, could use some publicity, and they got their fair share of it this weekend. They need drama. They need drama. Absolutely. But I I understand the entertainment factor for sure, and Riggs on Twitter was saying the same thing, like, he's just here for the drama, and this is exciting, but I'd rather get more excited about somebody I actually like. Like, that's just as entertaining for me, and I'm actually enjoying For you, but maybe not for the common person. Right, I I agree. Like, for for you, who's, like, really into the game, for Ed and I, who are really into the game, it probably wouldn't make a huge difference. But for the common man... But I does the com- the common least... man doesn't even know that Patrick know Reed is Pat- a villain. Exactly. They don't even know who Patrick Reed is. Right. Well, they should at this point. He's a Masters champion. He's a Ryder Cup hero. Like, he's got nine wins. Um, no nine time by your Nelson. But I mean... <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 won, he's won four years. He's got a victory four years in a row. Like, he's... I mean... I mean, maybe not, like not the common, maybe not man the common, common, but... 
the common man wants to see like Tiger or Phil or Rory or or somebody that they know, like a face of the game. In my mind, Patrick Reed isn't a face of the na- face of the game. No, I wouldn't call him a face, but I think sports also need villains, like to make it like super entertaining. Now, the I think part of the issue, I guess, the depletion of entertainment this weekend is he ended up running away with it. Um, where like if he had been like. You know, if it had been him and if Hovland would have like right. kept up with him and yeah. not made some bogeys and all that kind of stuff, there would have been a little bit more. I would have been kind of maybe juice for Hovland to win or something like yeah. that. But I don't know. I will say too, I am shamelessly a very patriotic individual, and I Patrick Reed will always hold a special place in my heart for the, his Ryder Cup, uh, his Ryder Cup stuff. So kind of funny that was that, like him and Rory too, right? And like this is yeah, him and Rory again, uh, legendary battle. And, so. and, and then Patrick Reed on Twitter, right? Clap back at Rory. Rory did the same thing. Uh, like, come on, I, a- I wouldn't say he clapped. He didn't clap at Rory. He referenced Rory clapping back at like the people clapping at him. I don't think he was saying he, all he was pointing out was that Rory did the same thing. And that like, are you, ta- are you talking to No, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out. He clapped back at the people that were clapping at Rory <laughs> that were clapping back. I'm just trying no, no, to no. go back and put <laughs> uh, them. Patrick. Head. Patrick was defending himself using Rory as an example of someone who did the exact same thing and wasn't getting critiqued. So he wasn't clapping at Rory. He, I don't think he has a beef with Rory. Um, he, has he must a beef have been all the people. He, he must have been sitting on that all round though. He's like, if people come at me, Rory did the same thing. I'm gonna let him know that Rory did. Probably not, because because Rory finished know, way yeah. before him. So right, Rory was on 18. So you think Justine Pat- let him know? Hey, let's clap back at Rory. Hey, let's but, let him know. But about like what? But I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Like he's defending himself and saying, "Listen, this guy Rory McIlroy is one of the most like pristine reputations yep. on on yep. tour. He's on the rules committee now. Like the dude is like, he's a gem, right? And so all he's saying is like, look, this guy who everyone holds rightly so in the highest regards did the same thing that I did. And in fact, you could even say did it less more shadily because he never called any rules yep. official over. Yeah. And let's not let's not forget when when Reed did his thing, a rules official there's clear audio the rules official came over put like his hand and like the and, and said yeah i feel a lip so I, like i think i think jim nance said it well though it's just kind of the optics of the whole thing right yes, like it I, just didn't look good and if you're patrick reed you know your reputation you just you take the extra 30 seconds you have the rules official come over have him just look at it with you but he was very quick like he just kind of walked up to it dug it out of there like very very quick very right away did you say i think the reaction Go ahead, Dinah. And, you know, I think, like, part of it is, sure, like, the optics for the general golf watcher, right? But then there's also, like, the vibes on the tour. And I think it was Xander, who I I really hold in high esteem. But I think (laughs) he, like, said something about, like, yeah, you know, it's just, like, kind of, like, a tough look with the guys. Like, it's also, like... Well, he also said... Yeah, Xander also said, like, he's only... Um, like the tour is your the tour has got him. his back like, protecting, yeah. yeah, right, and so and like, that's all that matters, right, and that so like that's like a tough look now too because it's not only do the fans not like you but the other guys that are out there on tour with you don't like you. I mean that's it's not a good environment. It's a tough spot. Yeah, and this it's a tough is spot. stemming from like his college days, like just growing up. Oh, like yeah. he's been getting this like on tour. Like the only other like rules like discrepancy was the one we brought up about the Hero World Challenge. Other than that, there's nothing really on tour where he's been like cavalier with the rules but just he's had this reputation from a young age basically of yeah well it, it's you bring up xander um and his comments and stuff and it, where, where i read those comments in the same article they asked rory about everything and Ro- like to his credit rory was basically like i mean we both were working with the same information we both did what was right by the rules like rory i wouldn't say directly stood up for patrick but basically said we did the same thing we're both fine so, like, again, like, you have one of, the, like, I would say heroes of the game right now kind of sticking up for him. I think I think the word fair, I think Ed brought it up earlier, is kind of an important point. What he, the reaction to what Patrick did was probably unfair, but Patrick has at times, or at that one time especially, been unfair to the game itself. So it's probably a little fair that he get that reaction, right? He just, he needs to be, he needs to be wary of his reputation and use it to like make better decisions on the other hand i did see a couple tweets out there that said this guy probably did that just to fire himself up because he loves like him against everyone mm-hmm. he loves that vibe he loves to fight against everyone he probably fired him up so it's I don't a good know. feeling he's, he's a weird guy yeah. oh okay another question for you. you you talked about him going up really quick and like not letting the rules official like fully 
like double check and all this stuff. Do you think his caddy has any role in this? You said his caddy is his wife's brother, right? Kessler, yeah. Shouldn't his caddy like be more... I mean, as a caddy, you got to be like a little bit of everything, right? And a little bit of PR is, hey, let's wait a second. Let's not move too quickly. Let's make sure that the rules official can come over, like fully rule on it before we... This is the same caddy that punched a fan in the face. Do you guys remember that? No. So maybe... So probably not your best like PR guy. Yeah. So maybe he's got an idiot for a caddy though. But but if I'm caddying somebody and I see something like that, I'm trying to like protect my my player, right? And I'm saying, hey, let's wait a second. Let's make sure we're doing the right things, and it's not going to come back on us later. His caddy is somewhat culpable, culpable here. It's a good idea, but also like every golfer's relationship with their caddy is different, right? And if Reed has a relationship with that guy, where like don't tell me what to do, I mean. I don't think he's going to speak. Or if they're both of the same mindset, right? Like Kessler is probably, again, you got that weird family dynamic. He's probably just as us against the world as Patrick and probably like, and again, like he did, he hustled, but he also did talk to the marshal beforehand. Like, Hey, did you see it balanced? She said, no. I mean, listen, without fans out there, there's a little limitations on your knowledge. Like he, he acted within the letter of the law. And I, so I saw like a three minute clip of Brandel Shambly going off about this right afterwards i think and listen i like a lot of what brandel does i think he's great for the game he's very handsome man and but hey he was he was given the whole speech about like well yeah i mean he followed the rules but the unwritten rules and the moral rules and i i gotta be honest i am so because i'm a big baseball fan too so i, I get don't care the concept of unwritten yeah. rules and yeah. i don't give a crap about unwritten rules At all. like if they're so important write them down yes. write the suckers down if if, if you want to change the way golf is played and executed in terms of this rule, change the rule. Yeah. And to me, this is pretty clear cut. The guy followed the rules. Get out of here with that, Brandel. I don't care. <laughs> Brandel just also likes to like push buttons and like get people riled up too, though. Like he, everybody, as much as Patrick Reed does, Brandel loves that too. I mean, he's on yeah. TV, right? I mean, he's paid to create controversy and like create clicks and create tweets about it. I mean, that's like his job. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair point. Any close? Any closing um, thoughts on Patrick Reed? Any wrap ups? Not on Patrick. No, not on Patrick at this time. Well, he might come up later, but the, the, the tournament was pretty good overall until he ran away with it. We had a lot of guys in contention, and then a lot of guys falter. Uh, Xander made a charge, but didn't have quite enough in the tank. Hovland fell off the face of the earth. Um, Rory couldn't quite make the charge. It was. A little bit of a just Rom was in contention, and then kind of felt like it had all the makings of a great Sunday, and then just wasn't. It was Tony, pretty pretty bland. T- Tony Finau with another top five and not uh, a win. Poor guy. Kills me. It, yeah. 19, 19 top five finishes without a win. Most on tour. Crazy. 36, 36 top tens. I think hasn't oh, won outrageous. since twenty sixteen. Yeah, poor guy. I feel I feel like he's contending in every single tournament that he plays, and just can't put it away. But good yeah. to see Xander playing well too. I think I yeah. was looking it up. He hasn't the uh, home course for him. Like he played this course in high school. He yep. has played this tour- tournament five times and he's got four miscuts. So like good good for him that yeah. he can play well here too. Um, I don't know if he'll be considered this because he it's a, right. He's got a lot of miscuts, but it's his home course kind of thing. But I'm gonna be watching him very intently come June in the U.S. Open. I I I'm gonna I'm gonna he's gonna be one of my top five picks probably. I mean. At this point, I would pick Dustin Johnson five times, but you know, that's just because he's insane. So um, I will say this, uh, and allow me to hop up on a soapbox here for a minute because I have a mini rant. Go ahead. Because, Go ahead. <laughs> so known. We, talk yep. about, we talk about Patrick Reed being kind of like the bad guy, the villain, but I really don't think he is the PGA's enemy right now. I think the PGA Tour's worst enemy is their own freaking selves and their own freaking TV coverage. Let's just let's just recap this freaking coverage that we had at the final round of a very good tournament. It's not a major, but it's I mean it's it's the Farmers Insurance Open. It's at Torrey Pines, the US Open course this year. It is I mean big names in the final few groups. And we go for not only a 15 minute like coverage gap where yes, I know the Golf Channel had the featured pairings and we could watch a few guys play and stuff like that. And then we've got 15 minutes of Michigan State just getting hammered by Ohio State, which 
hurts my heart, but we'll, we'll move up, move on past that. Yep. And then we have five minutes of golf before they go into like a 15 minute mini freaking documentary about this whole Patrick Reed embedded ball thing. We bring in, I mean, multiple rules official. We've got that new guy CBS has, I think it's Gene Tackett, whatever his name is. We've got Amanda Bellionis coming in. We've got Nick Faldo. We've got all these guys coming in to give their opinions. Like, can we not save this for post-round coverage? Can we not get it in before? Can we not? Or not at all. I mean, they the spent golf. They spent show the dang golf. Probably out of like a five-hour broadcast, they took a solid hour. Probably if you add up all the different segments to talk about a rules violation that wasn't even a rules violation. You know what I mean? Okay. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And here's and here's here's the the like the beautiful uh, like encapsulation of it. They come back from this freaking episode of did patrick reed cheat and the first thing they say is while we were away here's patrick reed with his you know 40 foot eagle putt and then a 15 foot birdie putt to take a three shot lead it's like we could have been watching that what are you doing show the bleeping golf you're the reason we were away (laughs) tony finau was making a charge rory was making birdies people were moving like I don't give a crap anymore about this reed thing and if i do i'll go on twitter gosh darn it Mm -hmm. and then so i have to admit i not, not, this is, you know how I said Reed did not clap back at Rory, but he was defending himself. I did a very similar thing through our uh, Two Beer Buzz in, uh, Twitter, which if you're not following, by the way, hop on Twitter and follow Two Beer Buzz on Insta- uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Shout out to those accounts. Interact with us. Shout out some topic ideas, whatever you want to do. But I saw Trent from Barstool, who is, a, I would say, a Two Beer Buzz fan. He reposted one of our Instagram stories. He uh, tweet about tweet Tweet about the coverage gap. And Amanda Bellionis, who I... She's great. I respect. She's Love great her. at her job. Tweeted back at him with the upside down smiley face with a link to the streaming service for CBS. And I was so I was so irritated by the whole thing. All I said was, was this a streaming service for golf or did we get to watch like a longer documentary on the Patrick Reed situation? Like, <laughs> why do I have to go from golf channel to CBS streaming back to like, just put the final round of a very good field golf tournament on television? Why is you- golf golf's own worst enemy because here's okay what other sport when they're like in the fourth quarter of a game or any part of the game goes away from the game to show like if you're watching an nba game even a regular season game because that's basically what this is it's a regular season event what do they cut away during the fourth quarter to show you something that happened in a game yesterday or if you're watching a baseball game do they cut like no they don't go away from the live action knock it off pga sorry so that's it are you off your soapbox can i can I get a word in here? You uh, said what hole was it? It was it was it ten the tenth hole? Tenth hole round incident? three. Yeah. Yeah. Tenth hole round three. Yep. Yep. Oh, it wasn't even the final round. No. 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 So it was a when Saturday. Did they, you, they discussed it all on Sunday during the final round. Oh, so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. So much. Oh, I thought it was a final round, like tenth hole, no. up four strokes. Like we're looking for things no. to talk about. Like, no. it's like and that and that's the worst part then. too. Is like he won by a margin of five oh. strokes, and this one little thing is taking taking over all the all games. and the time. third round. Yeah. So my yeah. my thoughts about coverage are they were really touting new snazzy hot and sexy coverage right like so now like you have like the scoreboard always showing and they have some cool new features like the tony post around interview they like showed him a a hole and you could see like where every shot was and he's like wow that's really cool you guys have all these features now but get back to the basics right it's the fundamental stuff of we'd rather just watch all the golf than have all your snazzy like coverage shit um, so like, if you can't do the basics, right, why are you trying to add on and tell us we're going to have great new coverage options this year? Um, you know, if, yes. if you can't even do the first thing, right. I there mean, was, they, there was some gorgeous coverage, like, like the camera angles now and like of both the golf course and the players, yeah. there was some really cool footage that I wish we could have seen but more. Of course, like that should be table stakes. <laughs> yeah. Like there yeah. should be really cool yeah. shots all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have the technology now. I mean, we've got the cool drones that are giving all this cool footage, great camera angles. There's no patrons to work around. Like, but it, you couldn't have said it better, Diana. Like, sh- back to basics. Just show golf. Stop showing all these personalities talking about something else that happened. Or, we, okay, I'll compromise. They can talk about it, but talk about it in the background of us watching golf. Yes. I just yes, want to watch golf, people. We, we can do voice <laughs> overlays now. It's 2021. Yeah. We can do both <laughs> do that for, yeah, video of years. golf and voices talking about something different. 
Our brains are yeah, complex we can enough listen to in... understand it. Yeah, for the most of the time. I mean, I was a few beers in, so you know, I didn't couldn't quite comprehend it by the the seventeenth <laughs> hole, but close enough. Sheesh. Anyways, that frustrated the heck out of me because, like, I, I don't. No other sport does this to itself, where they just don't show their sport. Show the sport. Well, I mean, and, in um, most in most other sports, there's like timeouts while they call in the rules official, right? I've seen enough of Dean Blandino coming in on NFL, like, but there's a pause in the action while he talks about the item that's being reviewed as it's being reviewed. This is like, we're rehashing something that happened the day before you're telling me now, where there's golf continuing to play. So. Spot on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So frustrated by that. So, uh, topic changed completely. Who are your guys' picks on last weekend? Who'd you guys have? I had defending champion Mark Leishman. And he finished? Not. He was around he, even last I saw. Yeah. MC? Around, but not in contention. Oh, I he had, made I the had cut? Rory, who... Yeah. Unlike Brooks. <laughs> uh, I had Rory, who, for a moment, I thought had an outside chance, and then he kind of faltered, so... You've been solid with your picks. You've been solid with your picks, though. I think every one of your picks has been like top ten or better so far, right? Or close to it. Homa had a really bad final round, so he Uh, went probably outside the top ten. But he was co-leading going into the final round, so it's a mini victory. I'll I'll take it. Diane, I know you you weren't on the show uh, with us last week, but did you have a pick? Um, I didn't have a pick going into this weekend. I heard about your picks, so I thought they were good picks because hasn't a European guy won the last like four years this tournament? You know, yeah. I thought, I thought you made some pretty Please, Jason picks. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys are also picking like top 10, top 15 players, right? Nobody out here is going on out on a branch for, with Maverick McNe- wow. McNeely. <laughs> like, come on, Not guys. This week, no. <laughs> come on, guys. Leishman yeah, was a little it. bit of a, like a dark horse for sure. I mean, defending champ, but I don't like. It's not like he's posting top fives every other week. Well, so yeah, you're right. You're right. Back to, last week. And back to yeah. back to back to back defending champion doesn't stand much a chance this year. Good point. <laughs> he didn't He didn't win four times. It was a European player who won four times. Oh, just not, any European just player. Him. <laughs> right. Yeah, <he's, laughs> oh, no. Guys, Mark, guys. Mark Leishman defending champion four years in a row. I know yeah, that's what you said. No. That would have been a bigger story than Patrick Reed, like <laughs> going for his fifth straight farmers insurance offer. Uh, the the streak was broken. The broken. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. <laughs> I am the you common man. This is... I'm the, co- the first common man on this podcast. The, the common man doesn't know anything about golf, let's be honest. They like go know some big names. There's yeah. And then yeah, I you're you're a beauty, Dad. <laughs> Thank you for calling me out and then giving me a pass. I appreciate it, guys. Anytime. All right, Diana. So your Twitter bio, it is hot takes and cold drinks, right? I like so, them. Yeah. Yep. Well, we've got cold drinks, and I've got a hot take, and I want your opinion. So this, to me, became more clear during the final round. But I'm going to go on record and say that Adam Scott has the oh. most oh, un. No. Most under <laughs> most underappreciated, maybe the best ass on tour. Agree. I or have disagree? so much to say about Adam Scott. Thank you for bringing this up, Ed. The floor um, is open. If anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, <laughs> my handle is at yay underscore Diana. That's y a y underscore Diana. And if you scroll to the very bottom of that uh, Insta feed, my very first man crush Monday. Adam Scott, professional golfer. Just a fine looking man all around. The putter thing, the tall putter thing is not Mm. as hot as other traits. (laughs) Agreed a lot. But the ass, the hair, that flow, that man's 43 years old. He's got three kids at home and he is still serving looks on the golf course. Uh, Nothing but good things to say. Pepper going right now too. Looks great. Just a, he's a beautiful man. Like he's just like an elder statesman. Great looking, great style, great golf swing, great ass. Just, just beautiful, like that's a gentleman. The swing, the swing matches the beauty of him, right? Like his swing is just gorgeous. It doesn't. He has had a little driver problems. Wasn't quite matching uh, this weekend, but uh, the swing and the bod. I mean, beauty. 
That's a man that knows how to handle a long stick. Well, debatable, because he's not a great putter even with that long stick, so... No. I feel like That's he hasn't definitely... done anything notable in a long time. Like my only Adam Scott memory is like the 2012 Masters when he like sinks that putt against um, uh, Angel Cabrera and just like pumps his arms and goes, "Come on, Aussies!" It was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> that was great. Any anything else on uh, Adam Scott, Diana, or any other golfers that are just on your Mount Rushmore of attractiveness? Rory's got a great ass too, and they were they were paired together final round, both of them. Yeah. fantastic booties the way that rory fills out those golf pants very hot um i well known used to have a big crush on rory but i've been just like a day one jt stan so i have a lot of things to say about everything about him including his looks and um, including his looks interesting i love his golf swing but i don't i'm not a huge fan of the looks i like scrawny i like skinny white boys already that's my like type so he's your your guy yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, feel free to slide into my DMs. Um, but I just like his style and I like him off the course too. He's like a sneaker head and he just seems like he's so always like having like, a lot of fun. You like homophobes then apparently. Is that what you're... <laughs> oh, I think this is a good time to talk Yikes. about it because I don't know if you guys saw we, my tweet. We talked about it. We talked about it last week, but let's, let's get oh, okay. a new opinion on it. Yeah. You're the JT, you're the JT person. What, what do you got? As a, as a JT stand, um, I think it's ridiculous, and I – okay, this is a take. I think Ralph Lauren just doesn't understand the golf world, and they're kind of trying to, like, skirt their way out of it. Because think about, like, who else does Ralph Lauren sponsor on tour? Like, nobody, right? Like, Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel, yeah. Who doesn't who doesn't ever show up on TV. Um, Smiley Kaufman <laughs> hasn't, hasn't made a cut in 10 years. Um, Let's I go. think Smiley Doc Kaufman. Redman – I but like Doc Redman seems Doc like a Redman great guy. Doc Redman is but, a douchebag. Just saying it. Oh really? Okay. Well, it he's never be. like finishing top anywhere anyway. So I just think uh, Ralph Lauren doesn't understand the game. I think if like it was like Nike or because you know those Titleist and Footjoy, they didn't pull their sponsorships because those are actually golf companies and they understand that JT is bigger than just one silly comment, right? Like he's so so good for the sport. We we talked Agreed. about it on uh, a couple episodes ago, but where do you think JT is going to go sponsorship wise? Who do you think he's going to rep for apparel? I'm putting all my eggs in the Grayson basket just because I would love to see them come together. Um, I'd love to see him in some joggers on the course. I just all the all the Grayson fits <laughs> are so beautiful. Uh, oh yeah, that's legal. Rory was wearing sure? a hoodie the a couple weeks ago. Weird. Oh, uh, I loved it. I, I was scrolling. I was deleting pictures on my phone because I needed storage. And I found some old pictures I took of Rory. This is weird. But old pictures I took of Rory from my TV, like with the white Nike hoodie. I love that look so much. Oh, the hoodie on the course. It looks Heck so yeah. clean. Huge fit. Pro hoodie. Yeah. Pro hoodie. And the way hoodie. he fills it out, too. Like, he just looks like an He's athlete. got a great chest. He doesn't chest, look like a scrub. Right? Yeah. 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 Like, with those Nike shirts, especially the ones with, like, that V that come down, like, Rory's chest in those shirts is always very good looking and it's like he doesn't have that like indented stomach of like really skinny golfers he's just it's it's kind of filled out like he's just he's a good looking man i have definitely a crush on rory mcelroy me too especially when you you consider that the transformation is actually just showing my wife like in 2012 when he won the u.s (laughs) open for the first time and he was like the chubby kid with like the long curly hair and then like he just met men's health like, like two years later and just like ripped apart like abs and pecs and yeah he's He's a well, and man. it was like and he I mean, was like doing looking. Bryson before Bryson. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, he's he's good looking, and then he speaks, and you're like, ah, done deal. Yeah, like just take me away with that accent. Like I'm all in. Diana, so, top top three best looking golfers on tour right now. Who are they? Oh, that's so hard off the top of my head. Um, shit. Okay, I already said JT. We already talked about how hot Adam Scott is. I want to say like some of like the younger guys. Like I th- like I don't. How old is Victor? Is he too young to he's say like that he's hot? Twenty one. Victor Hovland. Okay, so that's <laughs> totally legal. Yeah, like the like young like wow. up and coming guys. Matt like, Wolf. What about, you what think about like Matthew Wolf? Matt yeah. Wolf? What about Matt Wolf? He's. I don't. Lo- I don't. Like, Rick McNeely. I don't like facial hair. Here. Really. Uh, mm-hmm. We have such different types of men. I think. What Good. about uh? What, okay, what about what about Colin Morikawa? <laughs> mm, yeah. I love his swing so much. I, I love it too. Yeah, beautiful swing. Oh. Uh, yeah, just do it for me. Let me think about it though, because as I think of other yeah, let's guys, I'm let's circle gonna, back. I'm just shout him out. Yeah. Okay, so while we're thinking about it, attractive 
PGA Tour players, which is always a fun exercise, don't get me wrong. Um, Rory was, because uh, there's some attractive guys on my list here that I have. Do you guys have any players that you are thinking of, of guys who need to win in 2021? Because I, because yeah. we're still early in the year, we're only a handful of tournaments in, and none of the guys on my list have been take have won yet. Who who do you guys think just needs to win a golf tournament in 2021? Who's got one? I'll I'll go. I think there's a couple guys, but one clear clear pick in my mind is Jordan Spieth. Hasn't yes. won since hasn't won since the 2017. Disagree. What? What do you mean you disagree? He's he's on my list, but he's definitely not the top one. He's like okay. third on my list. He he's number three for me. Maybe four. Honestly, he might be number four. Wow. He has okay. He hasn't won since the Open Championship 2017. Won on a tear in 2015 between. Correct. Uh, 2015, uh, end of 2016, I think like seven wins in one calendar year. Crazy stuff. Almost Tiger-esque. Just mm-hmm. winning, winning, winning. Hasn't won yep. in four years. Confidence is destroyed. His swing doesn't know where he is. he's at. He needs he needs a win because he's still super young. He's like 27 or he's like 28 now probably. 27. 27. He's 27. Super young. And if that's, he can that's get, an argument I'm going to use against you in a minute, but that's all right. <laughs> he can get if he can get on the right track, he can be on pace to still be like a top five player all time because he's so young and just needs to find it because he he clearly has had it. Yeah, he's got time. He's got definitely got time to get back on that pace for sure. Mm-hmm. Diana, I, I, I think it's I over. See, yeah, my take. Well, I, I, I do too. This isn't this isn't this isn't who's going to win. This is who like needs it. So yeah, but but I'm saying I just, I don't think he's ever going to come back. I think it's been too long. He's trying too do hard. You, he struggled too long. The mental aspect has just got to like destroyed him at this point. He's never going to be what he was. And I would if do you I had think to he bet, wins ever again. No, no. Wow. Wait. Nah. Wow. He's on. probably you're... got 15 years of golf left and never going to win another tournament. It's not, more. not even like you're a going... John Deere classic. <laughs> you're going on record right now, Diana, on the Two yes. Beer <laughs> Beer Buzz podcast. This is February 1st, 2021, 6.17 p.m. Central Time, that Jordan Spieth will never win again. You're saying that. On the professional... PGA Tour, he will not win again. You heard it here first. Wow. Living up to Twitter bio, hot Hot takes. Dang. I'll be honest. I might have agreed, except that... uh, So this is is my battle with... Because you're right, it's the mental thing, right? Like, he's just out of it. But so was Tiger for a while. He had extreme yips. I mean, unbelievable yips for a while. Like, he couldn't chip the ball. And we saw him, but also Tiger is notorious for having the strongest mental game ever. So, like, if there's right. anyone who's ever going to come back from the yips, it would be Tiger and not Speed. I, it's hard for me to agree because I want Speed to win so badly. But I, I, if I had to pick a side, I would pick him never winning again too. I, I don't. When is Spieth, I'm not. I'm not making that take. But if I had to pick, win the 2017 British Open. Come on, listen, Debbie. July, July, July 23, 2017, Royal Birthday. Okay. Okay. Did he have like you said he's got the yips? Does he have something happen in his life? Like, did he get a new girlfriend or no? no he's been I mean, he, he's since been married, since but yeah, he's been with Annie for a long time. Yeah, that wasn't it. He got married. Yeah, but that wasn't part of it. He got married way into his slump. He just yeah, he lost it. It was crazy because for a for a good few years, I would say he was the, he the, he was the next tiger. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, remember when Jordan how, was like, the hot one and JT was Jordan's friend? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, role reversal. Now it's just like JT is like the hot boy and Jordan is just kind of like his loser friend. So I'll, I'll say this about Jordan because he's on my list of, I've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, six guys that I have on this list of to consider for needing to win. He's, he's up there. I think for guys who need a win, I, I honestly think Jordan just needs to get in contention one of the, like at a tournament. I because the expectations are so no one expects him to. No one expects Jordan Spieth to go out and win a golf tournament. I think a top twenty five finish honestly at this point would be a win for him, and he can start making his way back. It's like when Tiger came back. I know it. Like we can't compare anyone to Tiger, but like for a long time he kept kind of working his way up, and then he would like have a bad drive in eighteen, take him out of contention, that kind of stuff. He needs to start making steps in the right direction, and so far there have been no steps in the right direction. 
All right, right. well, who... Yeah, I'm scrolling... Go ahead, I'm scrolling through Jordan Spieth's um, website right now. It is a sad thing to see see how hard he fell off. Like, some of the news on his website, like, Jordan Spieth shoots even par in round one. Jordan Spieth shoots two under. Like, it's it's sad. It's very sad. All right, who wants to go next? Diana? Josh? Who's who needs a win more yeah. than anybody else? Josh, let's hear your list. No, because I was going to talk so, about Jordan also, um, but I, and I was sure. going to talk about Tony, and we talked about him a little bit already. Um, yeah, really so a win out of spo- Tony. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: Tony is my pick, but I'll I'll, I'll throw out some okay. of the other names I had in there because Ed and I texted a little bit about this earlier this week. Um, Rory is a name that comes up. He had a winless twenty twenty, but he also had a huge twenty nineteen. So he had four wins, including the players and the tour championship. He won in November of 2019. It's only been like a year and a half, not even. So he's not quite up there. Another interesting one, Ricky Fowler. Um, yes. His last win, his last yeah. now, now his last win came in 2019, about two years ago. Right now, Waste Management Open, which we're about to go into like this weekend. Mm-hmm. But of everyone on my list, and I'll just I'll just preview the list: Rory, Ricky, Jordan, Tony, Brooks, and to- Tommy Fleetwood. Ricky Fowler is the oldest player on that list at 32 years old. Is that not Ricky's crazy? 32 already? Yeah. What? He's older. He's older than Rory McIlroy, which that to me like shocked the heck out of me. Um, yeah. And that is so crazy. he only has five. And Tommy, five he's older P- than Tommy five, Fleetwood. He is. Tommy's 30, and Ricky only has five PGA Tour wins in his entire career. Now he's had a lot of top tens, and obviously he's a great ambassador for the game. He rocks that Puma, yes. like he's. He, I love Ricky. Trust me, I want Ricky to win. Like I, but man, like five wins in I don't know ten years of competition, and no, he's got some high major finishes, which is great. I so I would say he's. I, if anyone needs to win a major in twenty twenty one, it's Ricky freaking Fowler. But see, Ricky's brand isn't winning. Ricky's brand is just being like a likable guy that like wins a tournament here or there, right? And is like. Which is why yes. he's not my ultimate pick, um, which he's like number two. Um, I threw Brooks in there because he hasn't won since 2019 also, but like also we've covered the fact he doesn't give a crap about regular tournaments. Um, so whatever. He doesn't care about anything, honestly. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, no PGA Tour wins at age 30. No wins. Crazy. He's like and him he's, and Tony Finau, I think I like I put him in the, the same category yep. where they like you feel mm-hmm. like they're contending every single tournament. All the time. Tons right. of tons of top tens, tons of top fives. They just don't close it out. Neither of them do it. No, nope. both freakishly he, talented. Tommy had a lot of hype a couple of years ago. Fairway Jesus. He was, you know, in the run at a couple of majors. Like he, you know, and then you know he just picked up his new tailor made sponsorship. So in the news a lot, but just not for winning uh, as of yet. But I will say my pick for sure is Tony Fino. Uh, he has one PGA Tour win, and he's thirty one. He's thirty one already. Which to me, like I've only known about Tony Fino for like three years, four mm-hmm. years. Like, his one win was in 2016, Puerto Rico Open, which, I mean, if you've heard about that one and know about, like, you're you're a pretty expert golf fan. Um, one win, and he's got all these top tens. I think the dude needs to win. Like, top tens are great, but, like, you're going to start getting the reputation of the guy who can't finish, right? Like, he already has that reputation. Result. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and like, know- that's a tough one. To- and his brand is more winning than Ricky Fowler's is, I think. Like, Tony needs a win, I think, more than Ricky, because I think Tony needs to win. Like, Ricky's got everything else. I, I think that's Tony Fino. And plus, Deppy, he's 6'4", so you obviously love him. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. He needs a win. I also Honestly, you, it's inevitable. If he's that tall, it's inevitable. It'll be sooner rather than later. Also, fun fact about Tony Fino, uh, his first name? Milton. So... <laughs> Milton I, I didn't know that. I would consider myself a really fun. big Tony fan. I did not I didn't know that till doing research today, but Milton. Diana, I feel like we've cut you off a couple times. What's your take? I'm just Give really excited because I like to talk about Tony Finau. And but you know, you when I'm thinking about Ricky too, especially, it's like it brings into conversation the clutch gene. You know, like, I remember, like, tweeting about Ricky playing rounds where he had, like, seven birdies in a row. And you're like, oh, my God, this is finally going to be it. And then it never is, right? Like, so, like, what, what is it? Like, there's got to be just, like, odds. Eventually, you're going to win because statistics show that if you're going to play that many rounds and you're playing that well, eventually you're going to win one of them. And they don't. Like, what is going on there with these guys that have so many top five, top ten finishes? Is it because they're choking? Or is it because other players are just better at like finishing? You know, it, 
I don't know what the, the combination is, but it's so hard to see these guys like Tony and Tommy and Ricky that just can't close it. Yeah, the only time I think anyone would have considered Ricky like really clutching up was the PGA Championship a few years ago when he, mm. in a playoff, mm. like hit that island green within like 10 feet like four times. Like he just dialed it. That's the only time he's ever clutched up. Well, like, he's got well, great finishes, but he's uh, in majors. Like he's T2, T3, like all these, but he just Well, has, so like, there's two things clutched. there too, like... Like one, do you guys remember there was that report that was put out? It was like the uh, it was uh, tour player voted the most under or the most overrated player in golf, and Ricky mm-hmm. Fowler was the most overrated player by really? his peers. But then he went out and won the uh, players' championship right after that came out. Another crazy season for Ricky was do you, I, you just mentioned it like Ty, he had one season, I think it was 2015, where he was like top three in every single major that year in 2015. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Just like a ton of, ton of talent just doesn't win. So let's see. 2014, he went in order of the majors. T5 at the Masters, T2 at both the U.S. Open and the Open, and then T3 at the PGA. Like that's a heck of a run, but he just doesn't have that extra gear that we see guys like Brooks like, and Tiger you- and old Jordan Spieth and guys like that just cluck DJ, like just put it into it and get that win. Like, do you think he has, like, a mental complex about it? Like, because he gets so close all the time, do you think he, like, doesn't believe that he's, like, you know, going to actually be able to finish it? No. Those are some know. pretty crazy stats. Love I, Ricky, yeah. though, for – in terms of, like, right, I guess, Ed, what you were saying about – that's his brand is that he's just, like, a likable guy. He's good for the sport. Um, He's, you know, the face of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, which I've actually volunteered. I've worked on that – um, course the last couple of years so it's like really cool to see what he's doing for the sport and he's really big into the city of Detroit just all around great lovable guy is always going to be successful um, I think it's interesting I didn't know that that he was rated overrated or you know by by his peers because um, like what does that really mean is that mean like literally his ranking like in the FedEx Cup or does that just mean like what people no, think of him yeah and I think him? that's it's like he has got so many fans like he's got way more fans than guys that are even better than him but it's like right. not because he wins it's just because he's like a really cool likable guy that like also does like motocross like drives fast cars and like it's just like really cool off the golf course too yeah all right Deppie who needs to win most in 2021? All right. I got so many thoughts. I was oh. bottling them all up. <laughs> Let's go. Oh. Thank you for Unleash. calling on me. Unleash. Unleash. So first, Let it go. So first of all, first of all, you guys didn't even define needs to win. Is this the person that like financially needs no, to that, win? No, that's your job. That your job. Yeah. To, to tell us who needs to win and why. Yeah. So um, the person that I think needs to win the most clearly from the U.S., I know who you're thinking about. It's Ali Schneiderjins. <laughs> I do love Ali. Do you love Ali? Come on. Come on. Ali's rated 54th in the world. Could use a win. Like, comparatively for his winnings this year, he's 110th. Wow. Rated 54th overall. He's 110th. He's not making any money this year. The people in my mind that need to win are people that are going poor. He's not winning Isn't a whole lot. Isn't he on lot. the Corn Ferry Tour? Is he even on? No. Oh, yes, he is. So. Yes. He, and he hasn't won since 2016. He hasn't, And he won on the Corn Ferry Tour. He hasn't won a single event on the PGA Tour. It's a wild time. take. <laughs> I, no, that's I what he's here he's for. 54th, okay, so, he's 54th so in the world. How are you defining like needs? 100... Clearly by money, he's, it sounds like. He's... He's 27. You guys are talking about these guys that are like super famous at 31. Like, oh no, they haven't won. Their net worth is like 75 million, but they're they haven't won yet. No, this is Ali. He hasn't won big events. He hasn't picked up big purses. He doesn't have huge sponsors. This is a man whose career is at stake. He's 27. He's our age. Yes, so so is Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth has won, though. He doesn't need the money. He could retire. He could choke every event. So you're saying it's all about money. Yeah. So to you, you're defining needs as in financially. And I'm saying needs as in, like, for their own, like, mental psyche, for their position on the tour, for their their brand. Their reputation. Yeah, their legacy and their brand. No. Okay. That's fine. We have different different definitions. Then then, that's fine. That's why it we... goes beyond brand and legacy. I could care less that Jordan Spieth feels bad that he hasn't won in a while, that he's got the yips. I don't really care to be honest that he feels bad. 
These are people like out here. Jordan, if you're listening, years. we're really sorry he said that. Yeah, don't listen to him, Jordan. <laughs> we got your back, buddy. Guys, <laughs> screw this guy. These are guys that he just know the difference between a draw and a fade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Pause. Hard pause. Diana, did you know that? What? The Debbie so, doesn't know the when, difference between a draw and a fade. When Ed and I were out in Phoenix, <laughs> Debbie asked me what the difference between a draw, fade, hook, and slice were. So, <laughs> Jordan, it's okay, buddy. We got you. <laughs> this is the common man's take. The common man. I disagree. Like no common man to? knows who Ali, what's his name is. Yeah, hold on, Debbie. <laughs> can, you pronounce, can you pronounce his last name? What do you mean, can I pronounce his last name? What is it? As he looks him back up on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Snydersons. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Clearly. Wait, okay. Speaking of looking at things, I, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, the point is here, guys, like, we were talking about Jordan Speed, like, feeling bad for him. He's got to win. Or, like, Ricky. And I love Ricky, right? But these are people that, like, need to win. These people's lives are at stake, right? I mean, mean, livelihood. I don't know if their lives are at stake. They're not going to get murdered if they don't win. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Their livelihood is at stake. Their career choice is at stake. This guy's committed, like, the last eight years of his life to golf. Is only one of the Corn Ferry Tour. So he's got plenty of time. Last eight years. Um, I want to, but no, if he doesn't win, he's got to drop off because he can't make enough money. Do you guys know Ollie was the highest ranked amateur in the world before he became pro? Hmm. That's pretty cool. It's his year. Take up golf till he was twelve. Fully committed his life to it. (laughs) Obviously loves Tom Brady. Big Tom Brady fan, as we all are. Everything we already knew about him. Yeah. And and one more like point after my own heart he doesn't wear a hat all these other losers wear hats in the golf course not my guy Alex. yeah because nobody wants to sponsor him (laughs) bring your your own hat Um, because he's got great hair go ahead go ahead diana enough of this ollie enough of this garbage diana please say something substantial (laughs) thank you yeah i want to say something different and not about ollie if you guys (laughs) don't mind for a second um i wanted to bring up the quote that kevin kisner had i don't know a few weeks ago you know like why do you keep coming out of your playing he never wins he's like well because they pay a lot for 20th place right I love his attitude. I lo- just, you know, his whole quote about like this ain't no hobby boys. I'm a, just a big Kevin Kisner fan all around. But the fact that he's coming out here, he's not concerned about winning. You know, like some of these guys are. He's like, I'm going to place 20th. I looked him up. He's making millions of dollars. He's fine. His life is at stake, as Matt would say. Um, but you know, like, <laughs> Ali needs to win. Ali, Ali needs to win. But I just, I just think it's cool that some guys don't mind. They're in the middle of the pack. They're going to win enough, and they're going to place high yeah. enough to let this be their job, and they're fine with that. No pressure. So, uh, just because I, I found this random, do you guys know? Don't look it up. Do you guys know Ricky Fowler's official world golf ranking right now? I would guess somewhere in the forties. That's a good guess. Debbie? Like World Golf Ranking, not FedEx Cup. No, 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 not FedEx Cup, but like the World Golf Rankings. Deppy, you want to throw out a guess? Um, just it's a number. You just need to put a one number. One twenty-five. All right. Anyways, so well, because I think this speaks to the thing that Ed talked about with the overrate, overrated thing. We, we wait. What was it? I'm get, I'm getting there. Just I'm building. I'm building to the crescendo here. So. Uh, we talked about how he's thought about as overrated. We've talked, we've talked about him a lot. He gets a lot of publicity. He's 62nd in the world. Now, listen, if you're 62nd in the world at anything, you're like elite, right? Like, obviously, right. but like in terms of PGA publicity, that I, it's weird, right? Like he was, it I don't weird. know. It, he, he's talked about like a top 10 player a lot of the time. Well, it's like, consider this. So do you guys know who the, the number seventh ranked player in the world is right now? It's Terrell Hatton. I don't think mm. I don't think anybody outside of like people who like really even follow golf know who Terrell Hatton is. But like, right. you know, I, I don't know who Terrell Hatton is, but he's always winner, playing in Europe. Winner two weeks ago at Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah, right. took down Rory. He's yeah. not playing here. Yeah. Let's go to your everyman. No, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> but perfect. But you know who Ricky Fowler is. I do, I do. Tiger Woods, by the way, 43rd, 43rd ranked player in the world, so he's uh, beating out Ricky, so. I wish the there. metric here. How do you say he's 
62nd or whatever. Uh, I'm following so, the official World Golf Rankings website. So, Oh, you're not doing like FedEx ranks or anything like no, that? No, that's literally so, why Ed, Ed goes, oh, Golf Ranking and not FedEx Cup? You're listening, right, Debbie? <laughs> I think I'm that was research. me. That, that was me. I think that said that. It takes a lot of research to keep up with you guys. Sorry, you guys Deanna clarified that earlier, yeah. Debbie, um, how many years also- in? Uh, five. I'd like to include Ricky on the hottest golfers list also. Agreed. Just really quick. The mustache does it for me. Let's be clear. The mustache does something special. That stash just hits different. It does. So you really like like this the like the skinny white boys. Like that's your your thing. Mm. So do you find do you find like Brooks disgusting? (laughs) His attitude makes him disgusting. I just think he's a douche. Well, it's funny because you... about Dustin. Like he's just not someone oh, I want no. to have a beer with. Oh, yeah. oh no! Oh, oh no! Is that a hot take? Well, it, I was with you because I because I'm a I'm, it's not a cold drink. I'm a Brooks hater. I'm a Brooks <laughs> hater, but I'm a Dustin lover. So I think they're the same thing. They're best. What about what about all that emotion that Dustin showed after the Masters? Come on, the, the crying. I, honestly, no. That post Masters interview did make me really warm up to him. Prior to that, I thought he has no emotion. I, yeah, I guess like he's cool, and Paulina's really hot, and I get that. He just I associate him too closely with Brooks. I'm like, God, those guys seem fucking dry and boring, and like they think they're the hottest, coolest no, people in the world. So- no, no, here, okay. okay. Here comes I, Ed! I, <laughs> I've got thoughts here. Because, okay, Dustin Johnson, like, he gives off that vibe of, like, I don't care, I don't give a crap, like, I'm just going to do my thing. And, like, I really believe it with Dustin. Like, he walks that, right? Like, when you see him, like, he'll, he drained, I remember it was a couple tournaments ago, uh, Northern Trust, and he drained that, like, 45-footer to get into the playoff. With John Rahm, yeah. Yeah, just like a little, little like, yeah, fist pump. Casually. You know what I mean? Just casual. Yeah. Brooks, I feel like he wants to be that guy, right? Like he wants to be that cowboy that like just doesn't really care, is like totally comfortable in his own skin. But you can tell, like even like with his interactions with like Brandel Shambley, Brooks is really sensitive and he actually does care so much more than I think that like he yeah. tries to put out that vibe of like I don't care, like everything is whatever. DJ really likes arguably, it out. arguably arguably Dustin's showing that he cares a little bit more too, though. Maybe he's just like getting older and maturing and kind of like yeah. reevaluating like life as it, he gets older in a different, he's not faking yeah. it like Brooks is. Yeah. I, I get your point, but and it was funny, just, Diana, you brought you yeah. before you, I'll, I know you want to say something, but just because the Kevin Kisner thing that you brought up, Brooks kind of like, kind of clap back at him being like, no, I'm here to win. And then he just misses the cut at Tory Pine. So <laughs> come on, Brooks. <laughs> and there was a commercial. Hey, don't slander my guy, Brooks. <laughs> don't slander him. There was like a skit they were doing recently where they're asking all the players like which aspect of another player's game would you want to have as your own? And guys were like, you know, saying like this guy's drives or this guy's putting. And Brooks just like, I wouldn't want anybody's game. I play really well already myself. Like, yikes. Yes. That's my energy. No, that's my energy. Dustin Johnson would never that. say that though. Dustin no, Johnson. even no, though and Dustin, even though you, Dustin you want Dustin's game yeah. way more than Brooks right now, he wouldn't say it. Yes. Though, yeah. Like, give me Dustin's game all freaking day long. My gosh. Yeah. You're right. I okay. feel I'm like, coming around on Dustin. I feel like Dustin's like, he's he's unaffected. Like, like nothing you can say to Dustin Johnson. Like, the criticism isn't going to get to Dustin Johnson. Brooks will like you to believe that criticism, like, just goes over his head. But you can tell, like, every comment that, like, Brandel Chambly makes about Brooks, Brooks takes it to heart. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like he shows that clearly, even though he doesn't want to. I feel like Dustin even shows it the way he walks around a golf course. Like he doesn't walk; he saunters. So like that dude, the yeah, with those I, long legs. Yeah. Do you think Dustin's attractive, Diana, or not skinny enough? Definitely skinny enough, but I just, I remember I don't like facial hair. Well, what about but. like five years ago, Dustin? Like when he was winning, um, was it the U.S. Open or the PGA? At I forget which one, but like. He had no facial hair then. Like I, I found myself in a wormhole of old Dustin Johnson YouTube videos, and when he was clean shaven, I, it was weird. Like he looks better with a beard, in my opinion. But I'm a facial hair guy. Hundred percent. Looking it up right now. I mean, obviously, he's a hot guy because he got Paulina. No, he looks like a. Ugh. No, this is a bad. So he can't win with you. Beard. No, he's good for me. Gotta know what about Smiley Kaufman? Do you think he's good looking, dude? He's so sweet. He's like a golden retriever, but I don't want to date him. You know, like uh, I wouldn't say he's that good looking. 
Sorry, Smiley, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Wait, when, sure he, when he listens to this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not my type. Anything? Anyone else got uh, any hot takes on anything going on uh, in the golf world? We've this was a uh, golf only episode, so um, we'll stay in that realm. Any other topics or discussion points? Diana first uh, dibs on this as the uh, the new. Yeah, yeah. This isn't um, particular to professional golf, but um, I just want to say that I just got a new pair of golf shoes that I haven't worn yet, and I'm playing next Saturday. I'm going down to Florida, and I'm so excited. So. Um, it's just, you know, that feeling in your stomach when you're like, I have a cool new thing. I got a new glove too. Like my game's just probably going to be like on point. Uh, mm. so that's like a, a good feeling. What, uh, yeah, what, what brand, what brand of shoes do you get? So I bought my first pair of G4s. Yes. Oh, let's go. Nice. Do you guys wear those? Sick. No, no wear I want but, to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wait, I, I, I like the flower print. Where did the flower print go, Diana? So I have a really... I have a really nice pair of Air Max golf shoes is what he's referring to. And I'm going to continue wearing those. But just I've honestly been playing so much golf that they're like starting to like get hacked. So I was like, I think I need another pair in rotation so that Good I can point. alternate. Everybody right? needs two pairs of golf. Shoes. Absolutely. Right. Like, and, and, and to match different outfits, right? Like some shoes look better with certain, you know, color schemes. And gosh, those are awesome. <laughs> those are pretty sick. Wait. The soles of the shoes say foreplay for everybody listening at home. Shout out to, awesome. to foreplay. Diana, how 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 good are you at how good are you at golf? Are you better than Deppy? No, no, I'm not that good. But um, I've been like consistently breaking a hundred recently. So that Let's was go. like hell yeah, that's awesome. My goal, yeah. But um, yeah. Shout out to well, Matt. Be, He's still better than me. <laughs> be careful with the. Uh... <laughs> I'm so surprised that you said that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, no, he sucks. I roast him every time. I would love to, but if I'm going to be a reoccurring guest here, people are going to have to know the truth about my game. So when I'm like, I shot a 95, everyone can be excited with me. <laughs> I like that. Be careful with the uh, new equipment expectations. That's what I had when I went out to Phoenix with my new set of wedges. And uh, the boys know how uh, not well that went for me. So, you know, just I wish you all the success, but, you know, temp, you know, temper them Sho- for a minute. Sh- shoes are different than clubs, though, right? You can play in a different pair of shoes. Different clubs are tough. Yeah. So Josh, I'll give this you the is low risk. There, right? Yes. Yes. That's Diana, true. we still expect you to shoot under a hundred. Yeah, th- no doubt. What, if that's what Todd wants. I saw. I saw. An old what's your lowest video. score, Diana? Best score. I think ninety-seven. Nice. All right. I saw an Instagram video uh, of you piping a drive. So I, I see. There's a lot that- of skill there. That's a very old video that I should actually just delete in case like anyone from a dating app follows me and sees that. Um, I have much better videos now. Matt's even taken some of them. I have taken some videos. Honestly, the last time I played with Deanna, Diana, she couldn't not shank the ball. Oof. It was <clears throat> shanked hard right. I, she's fi- she's since fixed it. I took her lessons. Her game was a mess this spring. I, I, yes, her game was a mess. That this was that was like March. Spring. That was like March, yeah. and then I took a bunch of lessons. I played every weekend, and I'm playing a lot better now. Well, that was uh, certainly a whole lot of golf talk, but to be fair, we did warn you about that coming in. So if you enjoyed it, hopefully we'll do some more golf-only uh, episodes in the future, Poss- probably after like major tournaments and things like that, but we'll see how she plays mm-hmm. out. Um, Diana, thank you so much for joining us. I think uh, we're all agreed that that – greatly enhanced our uh, experience tonight and hopefully it enhanced the experience of the listening audience. Is there anything that you would uh, like to say before we wrap it up here? Nothing important. Uh, this was fun, guys. Thanks for having me on. Love talking golf. And uh, hope I can come back on and talk golf with you guys again sometime. Love it. If uh, if you enjoyed uh, Deanna's presence on our podcast, let us know on our social media accounts, DM us on the gram or the Twitter. Uh, again, that's two beer buzz on both accounts. So Twitter and Instagram, two beer buzz, follow us. We would love to interact with you. Uh, send us topics that you might like to know our opinions on or talk about poll questions, whatever it is. Um, and if you didn't like Deanna, don't let us know. We don't care. Um, but we yeah, care. Shout, shout, give us a follow, repost some stuff. Let us know. And, uh, uh don't, don't forget. So we're, we're, we're recording episode five on Wednesday, and it's going to be featuring Kevin Nungesser from the Tampa Golf Blog. Don't want to miss it. 
It's going to be huge. Don't want to miss it. Big appearance. It's going to be an electric podcast. Big appearance by Kevin from Tampa Golf Blog. So very excited about that. Um, yeah, and hopefully we get uh, hopefully we didn't scare Deanna off too much, and she'll be back on for a few more times on whatever's convenient for her. And we appreciate you hanging in with us. Uh, have a good day, night, whatever, whenever you're listening. Cheers, and uh, let's catch a two-beer buzz Cheers. together, shall we? Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers Gary.